Welcome to the Growth Podcast. My name is Stephanie Johnson, the creator and host. I'm beyond grateful to have you here with me. I am a certified life and health coach and have a lot of wisdom when it comes to relationship and trauma. The reason I started this podcast was to inspire like-minded women who might be feeling lost, lost their sense of hope, sense of direction, sense of self, and self-confidence. This podcast is to give you your hope back, your confidence back, and have you thriving again. I will be sharing stories and insights on many topics that women face during their lives through health, humor, and self-love. Sit back and enjoy. In today's episode, I will be uncovering how to approach your mindset. So what is mindset? Your mindset is established sets of attitudes regarding specific groups of social or cultural values. This in turn creates your outlook, philosophies, or values of a person, place, or thing. When speaking in terms of social or cultural influences, this stems from your programming that frames your mindset, your understanding, and the way that you view life in general. For those of you who are new to this, your programming is your sets of values and beliefs that you've learned and acquired during your childhood. So what many do not comprehend is that your parents had their own programming from their own parents, which in turn becomes yours. Once you realize that certain mindsets, beliefs, or even values seem to become less and less of who you truly are as a person from your own life experience, that's when the great switch in mindset can be changed. First step is to acknowledge that your current mindset is stopping you from your own growth. The second step is to establish a new frame of mind with new habits and beliefs. And the third step is to apply them to your everyday life. So here's an example of switching your mindsets. So an old mindset would be, and I'm sure a lot of you say this, ah, it's Monday. I hate Mondays. This mindset might have been from one of your parents from very young, them not realizing the effect that it had on you from their own experience, didn't like their job, and Mondays were very hard for them. Now, to switch this mindset or belief or habit, you would say, I'm so excited that it's Monday. I'll get started on X, Y, and Z today. You see, it's all about how you perceive a situation. If you are constantly speaking about what bothers you, more things will come up that bother you. Until you switch that programming, which is your mindset. Now, negative thinking impacts how you perceive the world, yourself, and your future. It affects your self-esteem, your self-worth, and makes you feel ineffective in the world. Now, psychologists link negative mindsets to anxiety, depression, chronic worry, and obsessive-compulsive disorder, also known as OCD. So when you decide to switch your mindset to a positive mindset, you actually end up benefiting from many things, such as an increased lifespan, lower rates of depression, lower rate of stress and anxiety levels, 
lower levels of pain, better immunity, greater resistance to illnesses, better psychological and physical well-being, better cardiovascular health, and reduced risk of death. I personally have seen major shifts in people that I know personally with their mindset because their mindset at first were shit. Shitty attitudes, shitty jobs, shitty outlook on life in general. But the one thing that I have observed usually with this great shift, what happens is this usually happens when you are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You find yourself at this crossroad where you have to make a decision for you, for your future, for your family, for your kids. But most importantly, it has to come from you. Now, I'll be very blunt with you right now. It is uncomfortable to change something that we are so used to doing. It's supposed to be uncomfortable in order for you to grow. Do you think it's comfortable for the flower to grow through the cement? Of course not. But as fragile as a flower is, it keeps pushing little by little, day by day, until you start seeing it sprout. It's when you start valuing yourself and that no one else can dictate to you how you can live your life. Now, some of you won't like what I'm about to say, but it's necessary. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody. Not your parents. Not your husband, not your very best friend. Only you are responsible for your own life and decisions and outcome. For example, let's say a woman is sick and tired of being sick and tired of being overweight. Her decision to lose weight took time. It's a process. Eating unhealthy foods or comfort foods feels great when you're stressed and anxious. It fills that void and it tastes good. But after a while, you start seeing those results in your pants, in your shirts, in your mood. You might become anxious and start losing confidence. When this woman got sick and tired of being sick and tired, something magical happened. She started to see value in herself that she and her health deserved much better. That's when the great shift happened, when she decided that enough was enough. She created a simple plan for success. She packed her own gym bag. She put reminders in her phone to go to the gym or go for walks at the time that she can do it. She started drinking more water and boom. There you have it. She switched her mindset from I can't to I can. I remember one specific point in my life where it became all clear. I've always been a very hardworking person. And I started passing Sears catalogs with my dad when I was eight years old. And I did this for a, a few years. And I had seven streets on my run. And I remember being annoyed and didn't really quite understand what the purpose of all of that was at the time. <clears throat> I later found out it was to teach me the value of money and working for it. I was hooked. When I got older, my friends went to summer camps and I ended up working. I was a very, very timid girl and socializing with other kids that I didn't know was not really an option for me. 
And as the years passed, I moved up to the of the government ladder rather quickly, and I loved working. I got my very first job at 20 years old, working as a receptionist at the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal. Life was great on the work front, but everything else seemed to make doesn't make much sense to me at the time. So while taking the bus to go to my 7 to 3 shift every single day, I kept encountering feller, fellow classmates getting off at the university. And while I was already living the adult life at 20 years old, this is when I got my first deep depression at that point in my life. I imagined myself working behind a desk for the next 35 years. I instantly cried. How did something I truly wanted and worked hard towards become my biggest challenge? I ended up giving 12 years of service until I gathered enough strength, confidence, and drive to leave and be me fully and authentically and do something that I love and passionate about. So I'm sure some of you will relate to this one, but I never surrounded myself with people who wanted what was best for me. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't love me or that but they couldn't imagine me being something that made them uncomfortable in return. Like the saying goes, a person can only understand from their own perspective and experience. Therefore, don't let anybody determine for you what you can or cannot do in order for them to be more comfortable around you. So to sum up, one... You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired for something to change in your life and for it to stick. If you're still in your comfort zone, nothing will happen. You might start, but you won't continue. Number two, establish a plan of action. How will you get these results? What do you need to do to get there? And establish your own tribe a person or a group of people that can hold you accountable to your goals and your mission. It's very important because sometimes it's not easy to do that by yourself and you need support and you need the right people surrounding you and encouraging you. Number three, insert your action steps for every day into your calendar. Add them as reminders so that you can start applying new plans for your everyday life. Number four, think of your own limiting thoughts that you tell yourself every day. I can't do X, Y, Z. I can't have X, Y, Z. I will never X, Y, Z. And start practicing changing each of these limiting beliefs as supporting beliefs. Like, I can do this. I can get that. I will always X, Y, Z. And figure out what the solution is for you to get there. What do you need to do? Every single problem has a solution. I can challenge you. You can tell me no and I'll tell you yes. You can. You can find a solution to every single problem. Your mindset determines what kind of life you will live. So stop getting in your own way. Start believing in yourself again. And the reason why I say again 
is because as children, we are our biggest fan. We have a biggest ego in the world because we don't believe that we cannot do anything. Do we just give up on starting to walk? No, we don't. We keep trying until we get it. Kids are stubborn. Kids are full of themselves. But what happens with programming is that it's removed from you. Your qualities, who you are, what makes you an amazing person to pursue and to be, it's removed because of other people's limiting beliefs. Maybe they don't believe that you can do it because they don't believe they can. So if they can't, well, you can't. Think about it. Start believing in yourself again. So personally, what happened with me and why I changed my mindset is I was very stubborn and I didn't want to believe that the life that I was living was not the life that I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just knew that what I was doing was not fulfilling for me. I was never happy and I knew that there was more to life than just working my seven to three every single day for the next 35 years and having someone else dictate how much vacation, how many sick days I can have, and when I can take it. It just didn't sit right with me. And over the years, I always limited myself and my beliefs because I believed what other people told me or what other people believed or didn't believe around me. And I had a really, really weak mindset where I self-sabotaged myself. And it was a big journey. Like I said, it took me about 12 years to really click and gain that confidence and that drive into creating the life that I've always wanted. I just didn't know how to get there. But every single day, I put in some efforts. I worked on myself. I believed in myself. I, I knew that I had the tools to be able to go and be the person that I wanted to be. I just needed to figure out my plan and how to get there. And it's so important when you start self-reflecting inwards and you don't just, you know, live life according to other people's plans or what society tells you you're supposed to do so they can fill their pockets with your hard-earned money and work. I believe that When you start finding your purpose, because I do believe that every single person, every single human being that is born on this earth has a purpose. And a purpose is a gift from God, universe, or whoever that you believe in, that that's the reason you are on this earth. And from very young, from even high school, I had taken um, co-op and I I wanted to become a therapist. And again, I was discouraged that... I shouldn't do that because I will bring my work home and I will be depressed and unhappy and will bring other people's problems at home to my own family. So what did I do? Instead of believing in myself, I believed what everybody else told me. And I said, okay, I won't do that. And what happened is, in my case, it became full circle. I went on and did someone else's plan, what someone else wanted for me, for their own comfort, And I wasn't happy, but I was pretending to be happy to prove to them that I was okay, but I wasn't. I wasn't fulfilled. I didn't feel like I was helping anybody. I didn't feel like I was making a difference, like much of a difference in the world. And I was bored beyond 
belief. And when I hit the lowest of lows in my life, that's when it all came to light. I realized that I do have a gift. I do have a gift that I need to push and that I need to to seek, evaluate, decipher, go through how am I going to provide this gift to the world? How can I help many people with what they're going through? And I realized that as much as I had a very difficult life, I made very bad decisions that ended up costing me many, many different situations or things that were just really not cool, really not fun for me. In return, my wisdom became something that I can use as a tool to help others to prevent them from making those mistakes or being more aware of their surroundings or who is around them that can might be dangerous because I was very innocent. I, I grew up in a home where it was fear led. It was led by fear. So, but I never really understood fear. I didn't understand what the outcome would have been or it wasn't explained to me. So I didn't understand. And I went about life by experiencing without knowing and not in a bad way, very innocently. And what that ha- what happened with that is that it costed me a lot of time wasted on the wrong people and many, 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 many bad experiences. I remember one day, I think I was 19 or 20, and I had gone to see a therapist, and she was about, I don't know, in her 30s, no, more than that, 40s, close to 50s, and she had been open with her practice for about 20 years, and she, I was started talking about, you know, what I was going through and what I had gone through, And I remember her putting her pen down in her paper and she just looked at me and she said, how are you even here smiling in front of me? And I looked at her and I said, what do you mean? And she says, I have never met a person like you that's been treated so badly, spoken to so badly, and can still sit here and have your head up high and smile and be happy. I have never seen strength in a woman like you in my 20-year-plus practice. And I have never heard of a story of a person that this young that has gone through so much. She told me what I had gone through by then was more than what most go in through their lifetimes. And at first, you take that when you're younger and you're like, okay, (laughs) does this make me a failure? Am I a bad person? How come I'm not noticing these things? How come I have to learn the hard way all the time? And I didn't realize at the time, but it was a part of my journey. And I actually took what she said to heart and I, I took it as a compliment as I'm a really strong woman. And I have gone through a lot of bullshit, a lot of difficult situations by myself um, and dealt with it myself. And not many people knew about it and went on with my days, my life and my years without anybody really realizing what happened to me or 
what I had gone through. And that was something that was really important to me was that to always remain kind because people were so unkind to me. And that's one thing that I never understood with life. As you grow older, I just didn't understand why people were so mean. Because to me, being mean to someone just, it just shows that you're using your experiences and your, your bad experiences or the way that you've been treated to treat others the same way. How is that fun? How is that good? Why would I want to treat someone else, a stranger or someone that I love, the same way that I was treated and I didn't like? Who wants that? So my mindset was always set on not showing my real emotions to uh, people that love me because I didn't want to hurt them. I kept a lot inside because I didn't want to hurt them. And in return, I hurt myself a lot. And unfortunately, that once again, it caused me a lot of wisdom and it made me grow up and mature much faster than anybody else around me, anybody that's my age. And once again, when you start realizing your value, how valuable you are, that you have a purpose in life, that you have a gift, whatever it is that your gift is. I don't care if it's um, a tattoo artist. You, you can draw very well. That's a gift. That's a talent. That's something that God gave you to, to multiply and to give to the world. You were put on this earth with a gift to give back to the world. The point and the purpose to be on earth is to spread love and to be kind to one another. Society tells you otherwise. Why? I don't know. It's probably entertainment, more money, whatever it is. There's always a side, a diff- a, another side to the story, to every story. But if you lead with love and you start switching your perspective as to, oh, this girl is always in a bad mood or, oh, this girl is always crying or mad or, or being a B-I-T-C-H. Yeah, okay, maybe she is. Maybe you should start, stop judging her and start asking her, is she okay? Does she need help? Once again, lead with love, not hate. What will hate do for that girl? Create more hate. She'll be more mean. She'll be less nice, right? Everybody needs someone that can lift them up, lift them out of their misery, lift them out of whatever they're going through right now. And a lot of people are going through a lot of shit that they don't talk about. But society tells you to be mean. And I'm telling you, whoever's listening, lead with love, be nice, smile. Smile doesn't cost anything. You see someone that's miserable, smile at them. Hope you're okay. Have a great day. It goes a long way. Thanks everybody who tuned in today. I hope you had some good insights out of today's episode. Keep an eye out for next week's episode and don't forget to like and follow my Instagram and Facebook accounts. The links can be found in the description box below. Oh yes, one more thing. You're welcome. Welcome.